thank you for joining us today on Uptime Logistics, powered by Cap Logistics. Hey, I'm your host, Doug Draper. I'm with the Denver Transportation Club and Acme Distribution, and we have a wonderful show. It's always great to bring somebody that you already know on and, uh, and learn a lot about what's transpired in their life, their business, and, and their, their personal development over the last couple of years. And I have that person. We have that person today. And uh, we're so proud to have Karen Gerwitz with the World Trade Center Denver with us. Karen, your official title, president and CEO yes, thank you, Doug. of World Trade Center. So thanks right. thank for so coming much. on. Thanks so much for having me again. I love this program. Oh, thank you so much. So uh, we're going to get into a handful of topics uh, today, but I think it's always good just to kind of give a quick overview of World Trade Center Denver, kind of what you do, and then even kind of how it fits in with the grander scope, because I think people have heard about World Trade Center and New York City and things, and, and you're connected to, uh, interconnected to World Trade Centers all over the country. So talk about what you guys do here locally and then how that connection is. Oh, yes, I'd love to. So the World Trade Center model uh, was based on both, I like to say, body and soul. So you have a real estate component typically with trade services inside, uh, you know, offerings to help companies connect globally. And Denver's has been based on that model since 1987. And we were located downtown for 27 years. Uh, we're, we're dreaming up a new campus for our World Trade Center, but we obviously have been very strong in trade services this whole time. So really our, our mission is to make sure that companies here in Colorado and the Rocky Mountain region succeed and thrive on the global stage. And so we work with every industry and we work with the importers, exporters, but also those seeking, you know, global investment or global support, maybe through outsourcing or others. So um, we've been we've been convening and gathering the international business community for 35 years, and I've been involved with it for about 20. Um, as president, mm -hmm. I've been there 11. So um, it's a it's a tremendous organization that I'm very proud of leading. Yeah, great. Well, you had the, the perfect uh, entree because you spoke about your new kind of headquarters and this amazing development that's starting to emerge in an area of Denver that um, is coming around called Globeville. So I know you mentioned real estate's a big part of it. So tell us what's going on with that campus yeah. and, and how that relates to uh, WTC. Sure. And isn't it ironic that the World Trade Center is moving to Globeville? I think it's, I think it's <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah. So... Basically, we, we met up with a, uh, a developer from Mexico City, and they've purchased the land where the old Denver Post printing press is, right at I-79-25, and it is in the neighborhood of Globeville, and it is a 41-acre project, and so they will be transforming those 41 acres, um, where they'll renovate uh, the Denver Post building, and that will become the World Trade Center. That'll be a multi-use building with uh, multiple companies inside from restaurants and retail to a lot of other global firms that uh, want to be located with the World Trade Center. Then there's also a uh, hotel on top that will be iconic. And, um, and then there's even a performing arts complex, an international exhibit hall, conference center, and then about 4,000 apartments. So um, they really are transforming um, that area for the better. And couldn't be more proud to be part of it. It's um, we're going to be activating the campus with bringing events there and helping to serve companies on a daily basis. So, yeah, that's great. 
And I like the term you said with activating the campus. You know, you, you hear about 4,000 apartments, and you're like, okay, we've, we've seen that before. So I think it's a different spin with what's going on over there. And I like the term that you use with activate the, the campus. Some of the things to jump a little bit back into the specifics of the World Trade Center, I know that there's, um, you know, some support programs that you've done with immigration or immigrant businesses that are developing. Um, I think there's an accelerator that you guys have created uh, yeah. and also a tremendous amount of virtual training that's transpired uh, during the COVID era. So are those kind of the key uh, two or three things you're going to focus on when you refer to activation? You know, of course, uh, from our own standpoint, yes, we will be uh, helping companies connect to our global network of 320 World Trade Centers in 100 countries. And mm -hmm. we will also be attracting foreign investment to Colorado and having them connect to opportunities here. Um, but our day-to-day -day operations include training, and we do run a couple of accelerators. One we're just launching for Colorado companies called the Global Trade Activator. So we're using that word again because it's about activating a new market. And we help guide companies. We basically help them guide step-by-step um, -step along the way to build a strategy to enter a new market on a strategic basis rather than just a whim. And, and so we are helping um, companies find the right market for them, find partners in country, help understand the sales channels and um, regulations and compliance and all of those things. And we're bringing all of our tools in our tool basket, which includes training, online training, mentorship, um, our network, vendors, and all of the people that we, we serve uh, are really coming with us to support us in this effort. So we're helping companies scale globally in a matter of about four months, which is unheard of. Um, and we thought, you know, during COVID, we had to re, I guess, innovate. Um, how do we offer our services? We can't expect people to come to a physical classroom anymore. So what we've done is we've flipped our model and we're serving companies on an individual customized basis and bringing all of the tools to them at their access and on their pace and at their on, a, on their agenda. So it's um, it's actually uh, transforming the way we work and it's working very well. Um, we've been we've been perfecting this model for about three years with a population of 100 immigrant entrepreneurs. We thought, mm. why not start with a cohort that's already incredibly globally minded and just they are so eager to build wealth and a business so mm -hmm. they've got the drive um they just need some of the tools and the and the, and the support so we started with that community and we have a hundred immigrant entrepreneurs we now serve in developing their first ever trade business and and we've already converted that into 45 new businesses that are trading and so mm -hmm. think about that that's going to transform the way our statistics are for trade and it's already diversified our community by 20%. So it's um, it's incredible uh, to work with immigrant entrepreneurs and we rely on the support of our network to mentor them as well. So it's been a very rewarding uh, transition and COVID brought a lot of it on, so. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I had a chance at one of the World Trade Center events recently and uh, had a chance to meet some of the uh, entrepreneurs you're speaking about. and. And I love it because the enthusiasm is off the chart, right? Off the chart. I mean, there's a there's a passion for what they have and and what they're um, you know 
kind of a purpose behind it as well. Like here's something that I want to expand and let the world know about, whether it's something tangible or a service. And yeah, their their excitement is just uh, contagious. So totally get it. That's really cool. All right. So this is the point where I kind of embarrass you a little bit, Karen, because we have to talk about, about you and some of the amazing things that have transpired um, with you and, uh, and, and the Trade Center. But I think one that was really cool that what was announced, um, gosh, back in September of October, is that you were recently elected to the WTC Board of Directors, and that's the global Board of Directors. Uh, you made mention of 100 countries and 300 plus uh, centers across the world. So tell us about that. When I was you're so honored. international I board was, member. What does that I mean? I was so honored. Matter of fact, I had a board meeting this morning and yesterday morning at 6 a.m. our time because that's what it's like being part of a global organization. We've got my colleagues in the Mil- in Manila and Taipei that are you know at 11 o'clock at night, and so we're coming together in a board meeting trying to transform, you know this this whole organization, uh, reimagine what it's like to work in trade during a pandemic. Um, there's just so much to discuss, and it's a vibrant uh, board from all over the world, and I couldn't be more honored to to serve. I just got nominated too for um, being the chair of the of the North American region of all the World Trade Centers, and there's about 55 or so in Canada wow. and the U.S. alone. And so, so it's con- convening and gathering all of those World Trade Centers and strengthening their trade services and helping with their real estate models. And it's um it's just really an honor and a lot of fun to take what we do locally to a global scale. So. Yeah. Thank you for asking oh. about it. Oh, of course. And oh, by the way, you have a day job too, right? So it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I say it doesn't interfere because it's at six a.m. These meetings. Yes. So. <laughs> definitely exactly. not interfering. It's definitely on my own time. That's great. And an, another one that I want our audience to to know about another uh, award that you've been uh, nominated for is one of the twenty five most admired CEOs. Well, I can't believe that. Recognized by Denver Business Journal. So that, that was, was pretty cool. That, that that's was really a shocker. Recent. That was a shocker. And um grateful to my chairman, Jeff Papiel of Geotech, for nominating me for that. It was, um, you know, I, I love the Denver Business Journal. They do such great work uh, for our community. And, mm-hmm. boy, some of the other winners of that were just, like, head of VF Corp and, and head of Bank of America. So it was it was definitely um, one that my mom had to come out for. So that was uh, pretty pretty great um, to be nominated for or, and to be recognized for that, especially yeah. because I don't really feel like my job is a job. Um, mm. And I hope someday you get that opportunity because my job feels like a cause, a cause that I am so incredibly passionate about that I no longer need work-life balance because my job is so enjoyable that um, mm. it just feels like I'm... I'm being my authentic self and I wish that for everyone because it's it's just um it doesn't make it a, a, a you know laborious to wake up in the morning and go to work even at 6 a.m. So it's um it's it was really truly an honor to be recognized for being a CEO of a job that it doesn't feel like a job. So yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, there's your official TED talk. So when somebody reaches out and says, I want you on, <laughs> there you go. Yep, uh, a purposeful centered leadership, we'll call it, right? True, so, absolutely. That's I awesome. recommend it. Cool. We're going to refocus the lens to, to use that term back kind of to, to Colorado. We learned about the Trade Center, learned about you a little bit. So I wanted to 
get your perspective on uh, Colorado, uh, the Denver landscape, and kind of how it's changed. And to, to give, that's kind of an incredibly open-ended question, so let me put some perspective around it. You said you've been 20 years engaged, 11 years as the executive director. Talk about, compare and contrast a little bit about how things were different in 2011 versus 2021 and as we go into 2022. Compare and contrast where we were and where we are. Well, in some senses, there's a lot of similarities because when I took over this role, it was 2010 and it was right after the 2009 recession. And we're just coming out of that, you know, a similar recession due to COVID. Um, but the scale is so much different. So um, back in 2009 it, and 2010, we're still hosting a lot of physical um, delegations coming to Colorado. I remember hosting back in the 90s, you know, 100 Japanese delegations in a year. Like it was the way you did business. You had to go. You had to physically go and find opportunities. And so we were hosting a lot of delegations and, and Denver was on the stage um, globally with the G8 and all those other things. Um, in 2011, you know, companies were desperate for new sales. We went through this recession and I find that after recessions, companies want to trade because they're looking for new opportunities. They want to boost their sales. They want to even out their sales cycle. And those are all great reasons to trade because you can enter in new markets and possibly double your sales. And so it's a, it's a matter of um, really leaning in during those times of post-recession to help companies innovate and to scale globally. It's not normally the first thought that comes to mind because they see it as risky. But when you have groups like Acme and your podcast and, and ours, World Trade Center, we're here to guide you along the way. So there are lots of experts out there to help you every step of the way. And once you start reaping the benefits of a new, um, a new market and a new potential for your for your company, uh, you'll there's never going back. You're you're going to enter another market and the following market and, and so forth. So, I feel like we're doing exactly the same thing right now. Companies are contacting us saying we need to boost our sales. Um, domestic market is flat. What can we do? Um, and so it's it's really been an exciting opportunity, and that's why we launched our accelerator to welcome new companies and walk them and step them along the way, be their guide at every step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I like the, the comparison with, you got to show up, you got to bring your bags and you got to be there in person you and you got your pitch about opportunities and all of that is definitely shifted. And, and um, you know, they say COVID's an accelerator for, you know, it's kind of an over, overused term, but it certainly has changed. Uh, I think it brings about innovation. When you have major yep. challenges, it's when innovation gets the most creative. How many companies have you seen that have shifted to PPE equipment when they're doing, you know, something completely different uh, on their day job? So it's innovation is coming out of the woodwork here, and Colorado is fantastic at innovation. So, yeah, very good. All right, we took a step back and we said we're 2021. Let's look back over the last 10 years. Now we're gonna flip the switch and talk about what you think will happen. I like to refer to it as five years out, okay. right? So we're in 2026. I guess five years now is more like 2027, if you can believe that. So tell me how things are operating if you're still in this role and, um, and, and how things go. What does it look like down the road? Yeah, well, we'll be in much nicer digs um, 
at uh, at our new campus, um, and very excited about that. And um, where I see Colorado claiming a space is more of this: um, how do we become this central commerce, global commerce hub? Where you know today you might think of Chicago as being that global central commerce hub. Um, Kansas City is doing a lot around. Um, boosting logistics support and having an inland port that's quite successful. Uh, Utah is starting to build out and plan for an inland port, which brings about multimodal connectivity and, you know, really positioning themselves for added global commerce. If you look at Colorado and Denver in particular, you see all of these people moving here and we have incredible growth of population. With population comes stuff. And so we need to be able to handle those needs and those wants um, effectively. And I don't, I don't want Colorado to be the sore spot for truckers or others who are going through and having to deliver goods here. I want us to be the haven where they actually want to go through and what can we do to connect our logistics efforts and our transportation needs a little bit more. So I've been leading a stakeholder group to really look at um, how can we build out a, a multimodal coordinated effort of an inland port here in Colorado and, and really claim the stage of being this centralized global commerce hub. So in five years, I'd like to see that that is an operation. I'd also like to see that um, our immigrants are well integrated into our society and our um, business framework and that's exactly why we built out this program to help them um, and I also want to see that Denver has a place making experience which is what we're trying to build with the campus to say this is where all things global can occur we can celebrate cultures we can celebrate with food we can celebrate with exhibits um, but we can also welcome international investment to a place that makes sense so that's that's what we're trying to build, and I, I think this will take five years at least. So um, I have a feeling I'll still be at the still be in this role or, or a slightly modified role, but um, certainly my passion will never wane in this. So even if I move on to a different role, I'll still be on the sidelines cheering. So nice, good. Yeah. Well, I believe you, Karen. I know what's going to happen. So <laughs> thank you, thank you. Of course. All right, this is. Um, Kind of like to wind the show down with some just kind of real, not rapid fire questions, but just some sure. some really straightforward questions. So tell me what your proudest accomplishment um, has been as the executive director of the World Trade Center uh, since you've been in the helm. You know, I think it has to be reinvigorating our internship program. That might not be what you're expecting to hear, but um, I love surrounding myself with young, hungry people that want to change the world. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the immigrant program too, it's just surrounding myself by these people that are so driven and want to grow and um, build their company, hungry for knowledge. Um, so these two programs in particular fuel me um, to say that we're heading in the right direction. So uh, to get the next generation and our immigrant community plugged in to this community and our mission is so fulfilling beyond words. 
That's good. You're right. I didn't expect that, which means that was a genuinely honest response, Karen, which is what uh, what we try to do here on Uptime Logistics. Good. So. good. All right. A couple more. What's the best advice you've ever received as it's related to international trade in Colorado? So not what you've given, but uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, advice you've received. We have an instructor named Craig McGinnis. He's fantastic. If you haven't ever taken one of his classes, I recommend it. He also wrote a book called Going Local, so uh, or Go Local. So you should um, check that out. It's a great book. Uh, he gives this advice, and I think he's spot on. He says 80% of companies seeking to export are chasing a sale. And what he teaches in his class is about how to take your value proposition and really understand it domestically and translate it for the right market. Most companies chase a sale by meeting a guy at a trade show, having drinks after the show, getting to know that person, and now they're deep, deep, deep in that market, and they probably shouldn't be because it didn't make sense for their value prop going into it. So what I love about this is that if you take a step back and you really take a strategic approach as opposed to the blanket wide approach of trade, you're going to be so much more successful. And here's the thing, 80% of companies don't do that. Mm -hmm. And in our experience of doing this for that long, he is absolutely right. Most companies chase a sale, find themselves deep in a market, and they're like, what the heck am I doing here? Like, sales are not going up, nothing's working, I have beaten my head against the wall. It's because they didn't take a strategic approach. And I think really that's what our Global Trade Activator, our, our accelerator is all about, is helping you do that, so. Yeah, no, that's great, great piece of advice. All right, so this is the yin, uh, the yin and the yang, if you will. So okay. import or export, what do you think has the best growth potential here in Colorado? You can't have one without the other, uh, both. Mm. Most of our imports are inputs into other exports, so both have to grow and they only will grow with more population. So, um, and to be honest, we welcome both. You know, so many people think importing bad, exporting good. Uh, we don't agree at all with that. We think, um, you look at some of the companies in our market like Otterbox, they're importing all of their product, but they've created so many jobs for Colorado, a billion dollar company, they're incredible, right? So it's um, both, both will grow and we only hope it will grow because Colorado is still very much middle of the road when it comes to states and our global activity and our global business. We have to change that as a community because trade brings more for our economy than just about anything else. And if we don't start recognizing that, if we don't start moving the mark on that, we will be left behind by other states like Utah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what is one piece of information or service you wish more companies knew about the World Trade Center here in, uh, in Colorado? Well, most do not realize we're a nonprofit. Most do not realize that we have a support system to help them compete globally. Mm -hmm. Most people think of us as a building in New York. And so I would just say if you ever see a World Trade Center in your global travels, and certainly we're in a temporary space right now, but when you see the World Trade Center uh, in Denver opening up in 2023 uh, as a building, then I want you to drop in and say, what can you do for me? 
Just ask that because as a community, as a network, we value this reciprocity. So this morning, I was hosting a delegation from the World Trade Center Leeuwarden, which is Northern Netherlands. We told them all about Denver and how they should invest in Denver and move their companies to Denver as their soft landing pad for the US. Um, they will do that for you as well. And all you need to do is go through one World Trade Center to meet all 320 World Trade Centers. So I encourage you to do that and ask, how can you help me today? So that's cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. This is uh, with you and I know each other for, for quite a while. I'm curious, how many countries have you visited <laughs> and which one was your favorite? And you can't say all of them. No, I you haven't. Have I've been, I think I've traveled to 65. Um, wow. Okay. I love traveling more than anything on earth. It's my favorite hobby. Um, I miss it desperately. I'm going to Costa Rica uh, in February. Um, my favorite, I have to say, is Ghana because I lived there for two years and I love the culture. I love the people and I met my husband there. So it's special for me. Uh, West Africa is uh, an amazing place. If you haven't been, I highly recommend Ghana. But I've got a lot of, lots of other gems in there too, um, like Czech Republic and um, um, just New Zealand. Um, I went to El Salvador recently with the mayor of Aurora. That, that I mean, just incredible places. I, what, one thing I always do, though, is I look for things to learn when I'm there. And I think that's what's given me my global mindset to say, how can Denver be better? What can we do better? We can do so much better with transportation. We could do so much better with moving people and cargo. Um, there's a lot we can learn from other places. And I, I think we just need to keep an open mind to that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Karen, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Every time I talk to you, there's something new I learn about you personally oh, and thanks. all the accolades that, that you've been developed. Um, thank so you, that's Doug. terrific. I, I appreciate you making the time. Before we, before we sign off, um, how can our listeners and our viewers learn more about um, the World Trade Center? I know there's a you know, classic website, but give us uh, some information on how we can learn more. Yeah, of course. Well, we also have a newsletter, so you'll stay abreast of all of our upcoming events. And even last year during COVID, we put on 87 virtual events. So incredible amount of events, 100 a year mm -hmm. typically. Um, so our website is WTCDenver.org. We also have a help desk that you can call. Um, and so that's one eight three three ask wtcd So, um, and that gets you to all of our services. So um, we encourage you to do that. But um, certainly uh, just Google World Trade Center Denver, you'll find us. We come up first and, um, and take part in our, in our community, in our ecosystem, and our events. Um, really accessible, uh, great community, and I'd welcome your listeners to it. Yeah, of course. Well, it's going to be one hell of a party in 2023. I can't you wait to come out there. bet it will. <laughs> Even before that, we'll have a groundbreaking soon. And um, the infrastructure is kicking off early next year. So um, can't wait for this thing to get started. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I can feel the energy from you every time we talk. Thank so thank you. you. Thanks, Doug. And Thanks I for all the work to... that you do, too. Oh, cool. No problem. Thank you for recognizing that. I appreciate it. Uh, and I'd like to thank uh, our listeners for joining us today on Uptime Logistics powered by Cap Logistics. They're the guys that make all this happen, so thank you very much. 
You can find more information about the show at the description below. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel, and please visit caplogistics.com for uh, customized transportation solutions. Karen, once again, thank you so much. You. Uh, hope you enjoy your 2020 year, uh, 2022 year. Look <laughs> forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much. All right, take care, everybody. Thank you.